Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you 24-7, with supplies and solutions for every industry, and access to product specialists ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hello, hello, hello. Davey Portman here from Up Next, postwrestling.com, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, Podcast Addict, wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Up Next and you got us. But we are also live right now on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Up Next Podcast. Hello, Twitch room. And also, we got the Zoom room going. All the chats are fire. We've got people who have just seen Impact and are desperate to talk about it. But I am desperate to talk to this man. It, 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 was, it was shaky for a moment there. I wasn't sure he was on the ropes. He was about to get thrown out, but making a great return. Nate Milton, hopefully no more technical difficulties moving forward. Brother Nate, how are you? Oh, man. There we go. (laughs) Brothers. I'm I'm up in here, man. I don't even go here, Davey. I don't even go (laughs) to this spot, man. But I'm up in here like Matt Cardona making my presence known to the people. Yes, you know how to make a big entrance, yeah. Um, unfortunately, yes, we, we did have, for those listening onto the podcast form, a few technical difficulties going into this with Brother Nate, but you're here in one piece, and and that's what we like to hear. Um, and, of course, we're joined by Andrew Thompson. Andrew, how's it going? That was a very, uh, very, very underwhelming intro you just gave me, David. Is some beef you got with me, brother? <laughs> No, no beef. I've just, I've just already introduced you twice. I, I feel. I know. <laughs> like, no, but, but good, I'm glad to be here, man. You know, me and you did an impact podcast before. I know me and Nate did a couple of them before. Uh, glad, glad to be talking with y'all brothers, man. Uh, excited to hear the chat at the uh, end of the conversation as well to hear everybody's thoughts about uh, hard to kill. Absolutely. Now, well, I think this is a great time to announce. I know John and Way have uh, already announced it on post, but moving forward every Tuesday night, I will be hosting a brand new show on Impact Wrestling. It will be called Deep Impact, and it's available on the Up Next feed. And uh, going forward, Andrew, I believe you're joining me this week. It's going to be a kind of rotating door. 
um, myself with Andrew whenever he can. Uh, sometimes it'll be me on my own. Sometimes it'll be with John Ceno. Who knows? It's going to show up in the impact zone. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, every Tuesday night. And that will also be going live on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash up next podcast. Um, so, Andrew, what was your excitement level going into tonight's pay-per-view, Hard to Kill? I think a lot of people were saying it's kind of a one-match pay-per-view and the draw is Kenny Omega. Uh, You're someone who does watch Impact every week. What were you kind of most excited about going into this event? Um, I, I think I was like pretty much on the, like along the lines with everybody else. I was kind of looking forward to the main event, and uh, it 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 really delivered uh, more than I expected it to. I, I definitely like going in thought it was going to be a really really solid match, but I think everybody in that match kind of had their own specific moments where they stood out and they had that opportunity to shine. So I think it all came together uh, overall. But my excitement, I would say on a on a scale from from one to ten going into it without having seen anything, I would say it was about a uh, I would say like an eight point five uh, out of ten. And would you, the announcement uh, yesterday that Alex Shelley will not be appearing in this match for the Motor City Machine Guns and being replaced by Moose, did that affect your uh, kind of curiosity level going in or, or was your level still pretty much the same? It, it did take it down just a little bit, but I think that was just strictly from an, an in-ring standpoint. And that, that's not to take anything away from Moose. I just felt like with the combination of Motor City Machine Guns and Rich Swan, and I think that just that group would have clicked better. Uh, like in terms of what they could have did in the ring, but I think as we all saw tonight, uh, you know, Moose stepped up to the plate, obviously, and he uh, he, he delivered what he came in to, uh, you know, and, and showed what he could do, and he could hung, he hung with everybody else in there. Now, brother Nate, obviously, you've got a long history with Impact, uh, TNA, TNA, as we call you. Um, mm. What's your? Have you been watching the weekly stuff? Has your interest peaked since this AEW uh, like collaboration, or are you just Full AEW as Sting's there now. I mean, it, it's hard to separate me from that man called Sting, the national treasure, international treasure that that man is, David Portman. Uh, but I would say I've been watching Impact on an infrequent basis over the past six or seven months. And when they first did the angle on AEW with Callis and Kenny, I was like, ooh, this could be interesting. And then that Tuesday, that next Tuesday, we see Callis and Kenny. That's the show long build that we're going to have this big moment at the end of the show. And I thought Callis knocked it out of the park and Kenny knocked it out of the park as well. And so I've really been excited, maybe even more so from the fact that we've got this interaction than like the nuts and bolts of it, Davey. Like, how are they going to put things together? So, like, coming into this show, my excitement level was pretty high. Uh, maybe not as high as my excitement level is now for the deep impact. Cause I, I feel like that's, that's going to be a hit for the people out there. Uh, but yeah, I would say, I wouldn't say I was as high on the, on the show as Andrew going in. Uh, but I thought like the X division match, the women's type, the knockouts title match and uh, the main event were all going to be solid, if not great. And so I'd say like probably a seven out of 10 for me in terms of interest level going into tonight. Did either of you get a chance to watch Genesis last week? Um, the 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 main highlight for me being the the Super X Cup. Andrew, I I know you you watch everything. So, uh, did you get a chance to catch it at all? Uh, I, I'm gonna have to correct you there uh, on the first one with, with Impact. I catch Impact on the same same thing when they on the infrequent basis. I kind of keep up through social media, and that's how I'm able to cover the news and stuff like that. 
but I but I, I did uh, catch Genesis. I was kind of in and out, but I really did like the Jordan Grace and Jazz match. It was real good to see Jazz back, of course, and see her get back in the swing of things and not, you know, have her mm. retirement in on such a, uh, you know, like a non-popular note. I, I think it's the better way to phrase it. And uh, uh, the yeah, the Super S Cup, I think they did real good with that and building Ace Austin up. But those was like the highlights uh, coming out of the show for me. Yeah, I, I highly recommend people to go and uh, check out that match between Ace Austin and Blake Christian. I thought they absolutely stole the show last week. And I almost felt it was a shame it wasn't on tonight's show because I, I think at times this show could have done with, with a shot in the arm like that. Um, but without any further ado, let's get right into Hard to Kill. 2021, January 16th from Nashville, Tennessee. And we start off with a brand new commentary team. Uh, Josh Matthews has gone to a different role, apparently. Madison Rain announced her retirement on the pre-show. And we have D'Lo Brown and Matt Stryker in the booth. Uh, what were our guys' thoughts on on this team? Uh, Brother Nate, let's go with you. Uh, in the words of Beyonce, let me upgrade you. Because I felt like <laughs> this this was a step above, man. And there's no shade on Josh and Madison. They did the best they could. But the commentary with that teaming never really worked for me. So I was uh, glad to see D'Lo uh, in there. And, and Stryker, somebody who, like, when Stryker's on, Stryker can be really, really good. Uh, and so I, I was intrigued to see how this team was going to work out. Uh, funny story, like I actually had planned because I saw I saw that fit Delo had on the night, Andrew, and I was like, yo, that's kind of tight. Let me let me see what I can get in my closet. So I had my black dress shirt, I had my red and black tie, <laughs> and I was ready to be on this Zoom for the people. But unfortunately, like I guess I guess sometimes we can't have nice things because Andrew, my my internet didn't want to cooperate, so the people can't see me uh, sitting alone in my room wearing a, a dress shirt and a tie for no damn reason. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. As long as the bottom half is still, you know, pyjama bottoms, shorts, tracksuit bottoms, that, that's how oh, yeah. you need like, it. Like this yeah, this got, like, COVID some, life we're living some, in. <laughs> yeah, like, like the, from, the, from the waist up, you would think I'm really professional. From the bottom down, I look like a third stringer on an NBA bench wearing these old uh, Atlanta Hawks starter started short <laughs> perfect perfect and andrew do you agree uh this was a bit of an upgrade for the commentary team here yeah it, it, it was definitely a big upgrade for impact man like i think d'lo brown of course just as the the in-ring performance perspective from it and you know Matt strike of course having his in-ring performance uh but i, I think he really like just adds that like more charismatic voice to the commentary desk like josh matthews i think he he he, he did okay for you know for the period that he was on there but there were just times like there were really big moments when josh matthews kind of sounded just un in, uh, unenthusiastic he sounded like very like eh like he like it was like he, like he, he he sounded like he knew what was about to happen and thus it took away from the excitement of what was going to happen so that that was kind of <laughs> just what just one of those things but i, I did want to ask brother nate uh we, we we are one year removed nate from uh from the tweet and i know you know what i mean by the tweet that uh that, that that took that took impact of blaze uh last january how, how do yeah, you yeah how, how do you think impact has kind of bounced back uh you know with this year year review how, how do you think they kind of bounced back from that moment and that kind of just that fire blaze of, of what that was that day yeah i was wondering when you were gonna get to that Andrew, because last <laughs> year like I, matter of fact i went back and listened to the show it was you myself and brian mann yeah. And uh, we, it was it was that like in the aftermath of everything that, that went down with with uh, 
uh, good old good old TB, and uh, I'm not talking about Terry Belay. I'm, I'm not talking about Terry Belay or the other TB. And and so like Impact as a company was put in a really weird situation. Uh, and so to go from the the point where you put the belt on this person and then things just kind of you know fall apart after that, and to not only survive losing arguably your top performer but to thrive right like i think they've come back strong like i've loved uh, what they've done with rich swan this year uh, i feel like not all of the people that they've brought in in terms of you know the new talent uh are my favorites and we'll talk about that as we get into the show but i think somebody like eric young coming back to impact was was it was a nice get and so yeah like the knockouts are still going strong man they haven't missed a beat uh, in fact, they might have even stepped up a bit this year with with uh, Deanna, uh over the past year with Deanna Perrazzo and and folks like that coming in. So, yeah, like like I think at the end of the day, Drew, like we saw who was going to come out looking good in that situation, and it wasn't the person that had their hand raised a year ago. And so for Impact to come back from that and now have this little uh, shindig going with with AEW, I think. Uh, they're in a they're in a solid place right now, all things considered. Uh, I I go along with you there. I think they've they've kind of just kept their head down for most of the year until this AEW thing, and they've still got ridiculous storytelling at times. But they seem to be at least focusing on the right people now. I feel mm. and and thankfully got rid of a lot of that trouble um, that they had in the locker room. So. Uh, I really will impacted to, to do well. Like I only got into it this year and I think this, um, this AEW connection could really help them out in the long run, but we've got to see what they do with it. I'm still not convinced that they're, they're kind of working with this AEW thing to the fullest of their ability, but we'll get into that moving on. Uh, but let's get right into the action. We start off with Rosemary and Crazy Steve reunited. I believe they're Decay, is that right? Uh, historian Nate? Yes, yeah, Decay. Yeah. Uh, for, for those that are aware of the history, I had to put on my professional voice there, David <laughs> Borman. Uh, De- <laughs> Decay consisted of Rosemary, Crazy Steve, and of course, Abyss. Perfect. And they're taking on <laughs> to Neil Dashwood and Caleb with a K. Now, this is uh, not like your WWE-style uh, mixed tag. Um, this is intergender, so men can fight women, women can fight men, women can fight women, men can fight men, etc. Uh, Rosemary's sporting a bit of a new look. She's got a bit of more kind of pixie cut, um, looking a little less cutesy than she was maybe doing her goth character when she had the whole Johnny Bravo uh, story. Um, and right away, there's Tennille who gets rosemary in a headlock with a noogie uh not the most exciting action to start off we get the hot tag to crazy steve who hits a running flatliner um caleb and Tanil try and kind of take a selfie before caleb hits a moonsault but they take way too long and this moonsault is missed steve tries to hit the green mr caleb but caleb ducks and he blows it all into neil dashwood's face and then Crazy Steve follows up with the diving DDT for the win. Um, let's go with you first, Andrew. This kicked off the show, this mixed tag. Um, not a whole lot of build going into it. You've kind of had Tanil and Caleb more feuding with Alicia until recently. So kind of last minute addition to the show. What were your thoughts? 
Yeah, uh, but I mean, when I first saw this match announced, uh, I, I, I immediately thought that this was either going to be the opening match or it was going to be one of those let me down matches uh, after one of the big matches on the card or one of the matches that probably uh, gained a lot of momentum or was going to have a lot of momentum going into it. Um, I, I know, David, me and you talked about this uh, a while back um, when we were, uh, did did one of the um, the impact uh, post-impact shows. We talked about how we thought Tennille, uh was going to be like a main player uh, in, in the impact women's division. And she's kind of been like kind of floating around and, and not really within the women's division, if that makes sense. Like she's like, she's there, but she's not like really like in, in the mix per se. And I just wanted to like, you know, get your thoughts on how she has, and not, not even progressed in impact, like how, you know, how she's kind of fared since she, uh, since she eventually returned. I feel she is what Miro is in AEW. Mm. I see her. Mm. She was misused in WWE. They, let her go and you see all this promise that this could be your star woman in in any company and she's just doing this stupid gimmick this influencer gimmick with caleb and i I see that the same with miro it's oh i i want to be a video game a gamer a twitcher it's like dude you're a wrestler you're a beast you should you should be above this i think to neil dashwood is is too talented to be wasting her time on a silly influencer gimmick and it's a shame because I, I think she's a talent and she's in a roster full of talented women um but yeah i i, I still just get frustrated watching her floating around uh, nate what, what about you are you kind of on the same page as us well first of all davy let me put my cards on the table because i am uh, a full-fledged member of the Caleb with a K-Hide. So uh, we're we not, we not accepting Caleb slander tonight, gentlemen. But uh, no, like I, th- I feel like that's a very uh, apt comparison when, when you compare her to Miro. Because, yeah, we both know how talented both of these individuals are. And they're just kind of – like I wouldn't go as far as to say they're wasting their time, but they're certainly kind of treading water mm. uh, in their respective roles. And so – Honestly, I, I feel like Tennille has done good with what they've given her, but we know she's capable of more. I don't know how much, because honestly, you know, I think the last time we talked, Davey, it was when they were building towards uh, Deanna Perrazzo and uh, uh, Kylie Ray. Yes, that's right. And, you know, that, that never came to pass. And I feel like had, like, and maybe this is just me speculating and throwing stuff at the wall, but I feel like had Kylie won, then that would have put uh, that would have put Tanil in a better position because the problem right now is as good as Tanil is, I don't see like I don't see the way they do a uh, Tanil versus Deanna matchup. Like it'd be great technically, but in terms of the emotion, like you you dislike both of these people. Yeah, and you, you so, need like, to definitely need, turn one of them. Yeah, they need a strong baby face, and 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 the but the thing is, baby, like. Both Deanna and Tanil work better as heel. So it's like, mm. uh, we've got two Randy Ortons facing off. Who's going to be the face Randy Orton? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm with you. Um, thoughts on the match? I kind of thought this was absolutely fine. Nothing wrong with it. But also, this wasn't going to get me excited for the rest of the show. This is the opener meant to set the tone. I felt this would have been just a kind of fine match on Impact Weekly. Uh, what about you guys? I'm taking it first, Nate. Uh, I was gonna say, I was, they, they, well, I was gonna say, Andrew. Like, this is a fine match, and I like I like everybody involved, uh, especially that especially that man Caleb with a K who's out here 
holding it down for the culture. Uh, <laughs> but, but I feel like this is your first big show of the year, you know, Genesis Society. This is your coming out party. This is maybe the most pay-per-view eyes you've had in a while because of the involvement of Kenny Omega on your show. And I feel like this would have been, a t- and yeah, it's a bit of a cliche in, in the impact in TNA wrestling history, but this should have been the spot where you give us that seven to 10 minute X division match full of crazy spots to bring folks into the show. Um, and so that's, that's not to say this is a bad match, Andrew, but if you're like trying to set the tone for the night, I feel like they, they could have gone in a better direction to kind of get folks hyped for this show. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like 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 David said, I, I don't think it was anything like wrong with the match. I don't think it was like super bad or anything like that. It just felt like, you know, with with, with Impact having the eyes that they had on them tonight, uh, stemming from uh, the, the forthcoming Kenny Omega appearance, I feel like they should have kicked off with something that was like really like, OK, this is, you know, quote unquote impact this is this is what you need to mm. uh, to tune in for outside of our involvement you know with, with AEW and uh you know I, I'm it, it, it didn't like I want to say it dragged the show down it, and I don't think it did that much damage or it didn't, it didn't do any damage at all but it just wasn't as exciting as something that you should kick a pay-per-view off with your first pay-per-view of 2021 off with so after the match, we see Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers who have arrived and they storm past their security guy because they've been parking up on their their tour bus every week in the car park and they have a security guy barring anyone from coming out to the car park. But they're, they're kind of mean to this guy. They storm past him. They knock over his, his list, his papers. And I think even Gallows gives him a bit of a, uh, a dick slap here. It kind of punches him low uh just showing that the good brothers and kenny have arrived and they're being mean we go to our next match of the evening we have eric young joe during and don't call him cody dina uh <laughs> now going by the name violent by design uh the story here is eric young had kind of been tormenting cody dina for a long time and eventually got him to turn on his cousin Jake to join Young and During. And ever since he's, Dina's kind of found actual wrestling attire. He's shaved his head and he's dropped the name Cody. And they are taking on some other guys they've been tormenting in Rhino, Cousin Jake and Tommy Dreamer. So got that ECW connection there, which means it has to be an old school rules match uh first of all dina's new look and the name violent by design uh yay or nay andrew i'm gonna I'm I'm go yay i'm gonna go yay that's a yay for me especially because of uh, violent by design that was gonna be the name of uh, me and wh parts rap group <laughs> <laughs> If, the, if that isn't the Christmas song this year, um, I'd be so disappointed. You've got time. You've got 11 months, 12 months, 11 months to kind of work on WH there. I want to hear Violent by Design. We, 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 hijack, we, we hijacking the nest post Perezzo, man. I'm telling you. We, we, we got to hear this. <laughs> so the match starts with Jake and Dina squaring off. And you kind of wonder if if Dina is going to go easy on his cousin or if if Jake is going to be soft. But Jake runs right at him with a freight tra- a freight train 
we actually see a three-way split screen as um, kind of Tommy Dreamer and Eric Young are fighting. You've got Rhino and Joe During fighting all spread around the ring. Tommy Dreamer introduces a baking tray and smashes Young in the head with it and comes in <laughs> with a diving cutter uh, to Young. Then Tommy Dreamer gets a chair and Rhino gets a chair and Jake gets a chair and they all start just smashing During across the back, During being the big man of violent by design. Um, some of these chair shots, in my opinion, look, looked a little weak for uh, considering During's a pretty big guy and this is an old school rules match. Um, During starts biting Dreamer's head and then hits the kind of Killian Dane divide crossbody um, violent Design make a bit of a comeback and then there's this beal off the top rope from Cousin Jake onto the steel chairs, which look kind of nasty. Um, there's a dive from Joe During, but this is going to be said a lot in tonight's show. The camera work was pretty poor and considering mm. this is the first time I've kind of seen Joe During do anything, um, would have been kind of cool to have caught this big dive from the big man. But alas, uh, we then get a suplex powerbomb from Violent by Design, taking out Dreamer with the feet. So kind of Tower of Doom spot onto Dreamer. Then During grabs the kendo stick, breaks it across his knees. Thumbtacks are introduced. We get a power driver attempt from Young, but gets countered into a backdrop. So Young goes back first onto the thumbtacks. There's a gore from Rhino. During hits the clothesline from Hell. And then we get the pile driver from Young to Jake and Violent by Design win. Um, Nate, let's start with you. A bit of a, a bit of a plunder six-man tag match here. Um, hit or miss? I, I'm not going hit or miss. This is like a sack fly. This is like, you know, you, you got a man on third. You just got to get the run in. You don't need to hit a home run. Just pop fly out the center field, let the dude come in and score. Because <laughs> uh, I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan of these style of matches anymore. Like I used to be back in the day, you know. But now, especially with these old ECW dudes, it's like, nah, nah, bro, you ain't got to do this, man. Uh, uh, but for what it was, it, was, it, was, it wasn't the worst of these variety of matches that I've seen, particularly in Impact. Uh, it didn't overstay its welcome. It wasn't. A uh, super long match. Uh, they they tried to uh, give during some uh, some shine, even if they they missed the shine with the camera shots. But uh, like on the on the sliding scale of how I rate these hardcore matches, Andrew, I'd say this was probably you know a, a, a mild thumbs up. <laughs> Matt, yeah, de- definitely a mild thumbs up. Uh, D- Davey, can Davey, can I please get get get, get a quick. Uh... A, a, a quick throwback of, of your reaction when you saw uh, Jake something get pinned in this match because I'm pretty sure me and you had the same face when he took the pin. I was very, I, <laughs> I, I was very disappointed that he took the pin in this match because I, I know me and you have both agreed in the past that we think Jake something has a higher ceiling than Cody Deaner does as far as like long term mm. longevity as far as they go and impact. I think I feel like they could do so much more with Jake something. Like I was hoping that like tonight would have been the introduction of him um, <clears throat> losing the whole uh, Diener theme song and them stop referring to him as cousin Jake and just, just was simply refer to him as something as, as Jake or Jake something or, you know, anything along those lines. But uh, as far as Joe Dern goes, like, I, I, am I the only person that like peeps this, but like, he seems like very, um, I, I don't know if this is just 
this is just me, but he seems like kind of like uncomfortable in the ring sometimes and out like and, and that in a way that he doesn't know what he was doing. I'm not saying that at all. I'm talking about more so of like th- there are points when in the match where he's just like standing there, like in the middle of the ring and every, like there's like two people fighting and like he's like just looking around and waiting for the next move. And like it's like it, I don't know if that was just me or did you guys kind of peep that or have you seen that in, uh, in, in the past from Joe Dorn? He's kind of left no impression on me. I, I feel he's mm. he's only ever been in these tags on Impact so far, and I feel they haven't really exposed him that much. I, I know he was in, was it All Japan before this? So yeah. uh, I kind of want to see more from him, but he seems to be very protected in these tags at the moment. And I, I know what you mean in these, especially this six man, there was a lot of just standing around, but He's the big guy, so he can kind of get away with doing that. But yeah. I would be interested to start seeing him work a bit, bit more to see what he's uh, potentially able to do. Uh, I'm completely with you with Cousin Jake as well. When this match was booked, I thought it sounded a bit a bit silly and maybe not needed on a pay-per-view, but thought it might be a way to get Jake uh, over a bit, kind of move him up the ladder a little bit. But this wasn't the case. And especially your teammates are Rhino and Tommy Dreamer. You think you think Tommy could put his shoulders to the mat instead? Um, Tom, Tom, Tommy booking it. He Tommy booking it. He ain't taking no pins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm with you guys. It it wasn't offensive, but I don't feel this should have been really on a pay-per-view. Um mm. yeah, just it was just a soft a soft plunder match really. And so far, it, I don't think they're off to the best start with this show. Again, nothing particularly bad, but you've got to be aware. You've got new people, new eyes on this, new eyes who have maybe spent money to see the main event. And off the bat, I don't think they've kind of done the right thing. Um, we no, see- and I was, I was going to say, Davey, like that, that could be like the subtitle for this show. Like Impact Wrestling presents Hard to Kill. It's not bad, but this match shouldn't be on a pay-per-view. Yeah. Because I felt that way at least two or three times tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Like, being being top of the hour on Impact, fine. Yeah, great. But on on the pay-per-view that might have your most eyes in a long, long time, I don't think it's the right call. Mm-hmm. We go to Rich Swan and Chris Saban backstage, who are a little concerned about tonight. Obviously, Alex Shelley is not uh, going to wrestle, and Moose is replacing them who just had this great angle. Uh, I, I kind of want to hear your guys' thoughts on this at the end of the Genesis pay-per-view last week. It was an, mm. an I quit match and between Moose and Willie Mack and Moose completely dominated Mack had the chair wrapped around his head was about to smash the chair down when Rich Swan runs out and uh, begs him to stop and says, I'll give you whatever you want. You want a title match? You got it. So Moose is like, yeah, I want a title match. I quit and just walks Mm. out on the match. Um, On paper, it sounds awful. And I know wrestling fans, we like to get worked up about silly endings, but I I thought this really worked for me and, and put Moose as this big heel over huge. All he cares about is that title. And he doesn't care if he throws away this, this win or not um did you guys get to catch this and and what were your thoughts as we're about to see big moose come in the locker room right here man i i I really did like the way that that match ended like i I know some people weren't a fans of it but that 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 was like a real 
like solid like storyline move for for the moose character right there it, it just symbolizes that he was kind of already over the whole willie mac situation and he just really wanted rich wine and for those for those who haven't seen uh the, the clips or uh, haven't been able to chance to see impact over the past couple months moose has been gunning for rich swan for quite some time and he's been mm-hmm. talking about how he wants the impact world title and that's always been his main goal is to get the impact world title and, and even how that relates to um how it relates to the, the match at hard to kill i know initially what people first saw moose uh get sliding into the magic party with like all oh, that kind of you know baby took it down a little bit but in storyline sense it really does make sense in a way you know because moose is like it, I, I'm, it, it did kind of make sense in this how you know when, when he first went into it and people thought that moose was probably going to end up turning on swan or turning on saving and cost them the match or something along those lines it didn't go that route but i i think it did make sense for moose to be in the match but uh as far as that way that um the aquid match ended i think that was a that was a real solid end and it was unique so, yeah, yeah, I, I I loved it though because it it you know the last time we talked about Moose Davy we were talking about Moose and EC3 and whatever that was <laughs> and and so like to kind of rebound from that and then have this great kind of feud with with Rich Swan and the way like you said like if you just hear somebody describe the finish it doesn't sound that impressive but it made perfect sense for the character of Moose. It's like, yeah, I don't give a damn about this one particular match. I'm trying to get this gold. And and it makes sense for Rich Swan to be like, I don't care what it takes. You're not going to incapacitate my friend. So, like, I've, I've enjoyed the, the stuff they've done with Moose and Rich Swan, and it made sense uh, from a storyline perspective to have him uh, in this match. Completely, because he's your, if you're thinking it's Impact versus AEW, he, he's now your number one contender. He's theoretically the the second top guy there so it makes sense and also giving that intrigue that extra intrigue to the main event is moose gonna turn on his team but here rightfully so rich swan and sabin are a bit concerned with their new tag partner moose comes in and says we're a team and they're like hey you expect us to trust you and he goes look i <laughs> grew up in in locker rooms in team sports where people hated me and you know what i hated them as well but when that whistle blew, I would have died to died for them. I'm not going to let someone come from the outside to take over. And then he looks at Saban and he's like, look, you were here from the beginning. Swan, you're the world champion and I'm Mr. Impact Wrestling and we're going to kick their ass. Um, some nice, rare baby face fire from Moose here. I thought this was pretty good promo and actually did do the job of getting me a bit more hype for this main event. Um, Moose is someone I, I just think charisma wise in the last year or so has really been bringing it and has really raised his stock for me yeah. in my eyes we go next to the the finals of the knockouts women's tag team championship uh, Fire and Flavor Kira Hogan and Tasha Steels taking on Havoc and Nevaeh uh, there are quick tags early on from Havoc and Nevaeh trying to team up against Steels, and then a few double team moves to Kira Hogan. We get this huge knee and roundhouse to both of them from Havoc as she does his, her running face washes to either side to both uh, Tasha and Kira. Tasha comes back with some jabs and a super kick to Havoc for a two. Tasha and Kira then manage to take control over Havoc. Um, And then there's this spot where Havoc catches Kira Hogan diving off the top, then catches Tasha and hits a fall away slam 
to both of them before tagging in Nevaeh. Um, Nevaeh comes back with uh, a bit of a, it's meant to be the hot tag. It didn't quite work for me. It was a bit clunky at times. And then she hit this sort of kind of contrived double flatliner, which again, seemed like a cool idea, but I didn't think quite worked in execution. We then had a double choke slam from Havoc to Fire and Flavor. And then Nevaeh with the kind of wraparound DDT that we see uh, Velveteen Dream do on NXT. Kira then rolls out of the way to avoid getting pinned. And then Tasha manages to counter the, the wraparound DDT from Nevaeh to make a comeback. There's a roundhouse kick to Nevaeh from Kira Hogan. Tasha with a springboard neckbreaker for a two. And then this arm drag from Tasha Steeles as Kira Hogan hits the swinging fisherman neckbreaker to Nevaeh and fire and flavor. Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles. Our pick, Andrew, yes. won the tag team tournament and are your new knockout tag team champions, which uh, Gail Kim and Madison Rain come out to present them with. Uh, Brother Nate, let's go to you first. This was the culmination of a few week tournament. We've You've mentioned how much you love the knockouts division and impact. What were your thoughts? I dug this match. It, it was, as you said, a little clunky at times, Davey. But I thought for the most part, all four women went out there and did their thing. Uh, it just shows you how deep this division is. And, yeah, before the tournament started, like, these would have been my two picks for the finals. Because I, I think Havoc is underrated, man. Like, I feel like the, for what she brings to that division as this big monster who can also be this base, for uh, performers like Hogan and Steels, like I, I think it, she's she's underrated, uh, and so yeah, I think they went with the right call uh, because you know, Kara Hogan is the only Hogan we acknowledge in this house. Say it again, Nate. You you say feel again, me, Nate. Andrew? Kara Hogan is the only Hogan we acknowledge in this house, and so uh, <laughs> it was good to see her and uh, Tasha come away with the belt, and it sets up like these great like heel. Did we lose you, Nate? I'm interested to see like who will be the team that they choose to go after those belts first. Yeah. I think they're the right pick because I think you can have lots of teams. You can even have the kind of characters Kira and Tasha are. They can piss off heels as well, you know, and kind of play that more yeah. tweener yeah. role. I think they're the perfect choice and there's there's lots of options for them. I I dug the match. I think it it kind of fell apart a little bit towards the end. Um, and I think there's a better match in these four. Um, maybe mm. it was maybe it was nerves because it's a bit of a bigger stage and more eyes or whatever. But as a whole, I, I pretty enjoyed this match and I am a fan of this division. Uh, Andrew? Yeah. Uh, for, for, firstly, Brother Davey, uh, shame on you for that acknowledge in the return of Brian Hebner. Fresh off his departure from the NWA, leaving the National Wrestling Alliance without a referee. Shame, shame I didn't want you. to steal your thunder, Andrew. I knew you were going to bring it up. I saw it was in your notes. <laughs> but yeah, man, I mm. definitely think uh, Kira and Tasha were one hundred percent the right choice. Like I'm, 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 I'm like, I'm, so, I'm happy for the, for them, man. Like r really, like genuinely happy for the both of them. Like especially uh, Tasha. Like I remember back in what was that time, uh, 2019 when she was um she was doing uh, the shows with ROH and I think she had a match against. Uh, mm. Yeah, that match against Kelly Klein at uh, the, the Summer Supercard show, and I think people were kind of calling for her to be added to the to their 
women's division when that was going on at the time. I know WWE tried to hire her as a referee at one point instead of hiring her as a wrestler. So I, I know this, you know, winning the tag titles had to be one of those like fulfilling moments just for her as an individual. And I think a lot of people have always seen Kiera Hogan as a one of the impact wrestling top stars in their women's division, the top stars in the company overall. So I'm I'm just happy for them, man. Uh, it, it was a nice uh, touch having Gail and Madison come through there. And uh, I, I think Madison Rain has had one of those um, like low key underrated careers. Like I think she she had yeah. very, very very successful. Um, and and she got to have her uh, her little taste in um WWE. I think she was in the May Young Classic that year. Mm-hmm. So you know, shout out to her for her career. And um, yeah, man, but uh, Kira and Tasha, 100% the right choice. I think, David, when me and you first uh, looked at the bracket, we was like, yeah, that's probably going to be the team, like 100% going to be locked in in the final. Oh, it was going to be there, uh, Jazz and Jordan. So yeah, I, I, they, I think they were the right choice. I think they've got the both both the best natural chemistry as a team, uh, as anyone there. I think they click together so well. Um, this is their so, friends. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can tell. So nice moments on Hard to Kill. We go backstage and see Rosemary and Crazy Steve offering their services to Tyre ahead of her knockouts championship match. Tyre says she knows she can defeat Deonna, so she doesn't need them. But Rosemary warns her that Kimberly and Susan will be in her corner, so it might be a good idea mm-hmm. to have them hang around. So Tyre agrees and says after she wins, they can all go party at Slamtown. Nate, have you been to Slamtown before? How is it? I'm uh, assuming it's closed right now. <laughs> I was gonna say, ain't nobody going to Slamtown in the middle of a pandemic, David. No, <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what kind of uh, PPE uh, Ty is working with, but yeah, I'm, I'm not going anywhere, man. I'm not. I, I told Marcus Vandenberg tonight. I was talking to him after they announced the uh, WrestleMania uh, site. Mm. Like, I'm I'm not leaving the house until 2023, man. When when I can get on that plane and go to LA. Yeah, (laughs) fair enough. Well, they leave to go to the ring as we see AC Romero wearing the Sherlock Holmes detective hat walk into the women's locker room uh, as we still have this whole Larry D, Johnny Bravo thing going on. David, you mind if I chime in with this real quick? Go for it. Because I know me and you talked about I got to ask Brother Nate. Nate, within this whole storyline that uh, David just mentioned with the whole who shot johnny bravo thing uh, i think we all can come to a conclusion that uh one, one johnny swinger has probably been the most entertaining person out of all the time <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I, 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 I just want to get i just want to get your thoughts about swinger man because i think this dude is hilarious hey, who knew like that we would in, in 2020 and 2021 we would get like this late career renaissance for johnny swinger <laughs> like a dude that, like johnny swinger been wrestling since like the ecw days it's like to see him kind of get get this late career rebirth. Like, I haven't loved everything. I, I ain't going to lie, Davey. I haven't loved most of the Who Shot Bravo story, but uh, Swinger, Swinger always is, is the highlight of whatever scene he's in. Yeah, it, it's definitely gone on a long time. I, I think the whole <laughs> wedding I found thoroughly entertaining, but the follow-up hasn't been great. And seeing that mm. it's, it's a few months now and your main players in this story now are... Larry D and AC Romero. I can't say I'm particularly interested in it. But we cut to uh, Ace Austin, who won the Super X Cup last week in Mm. a fantastic match. Um, He comes to the ring and is a little bit peed off because he was on the pre-show on a panel which got cut short. And he demands a match. He demands to be added 
to the X Division match as he is the winner of the Super X Cup. He calls out Scott Demore. Scott comes out and says, look, I'll give you a match tonight, but it won't be for the X Division title. It will be instead against this guy. And Matt Stryker, bless him, reacted as if CM Punk just walked out to take on Ace Austin <laughs> and return to wrestling. He went, holy sh... as Matt Cardona walks to the ring. <laughs> yes, Matt Cardona. I don't know if this is a, a one-off, if he signed. Uh, Andrew, I don't know if you have any more information Man. about that, but... Uh, uh, oh, you, you go ahead, finish up, Davey. I was just going to say, Matt Cardona, Zack Ryder... Is at this impact pay per view, Andrew. Uh, so, baby, I, I, I was not happy about this at all, man. Especially with the turnout of the match, I, I feel like Ace and, and, and not, not have not disliking Cardona's appearance. I'm talking about more so of the match and how it turned out. I feel like they had something really, really like a, a lot of mo- goodwill momentum built up with Ace Austin and his heel character. I feel like there was so like, they, they, like he, he was just really treading in the right direction, and I feel like they kind of just. You know they, they 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 stripped that back a little bit by having him like not, and he, I mean Cardona still won the match technically uh, by DQ but still I feel like Ace Austin like if he if he was going to be on this card it should have been to further boost him up and if if, if this long game isn't going to end up with him beating Cardona then I don't see the the point of it at, at all because I feel like then you just kind of bringing in somebody else to knock down a guy that you've been promoting really well coming off of this. Uh, Super X Cup when I, I didn't think it did Ace Austin any favors at all. Yeah, let's quickly get into the match and then we'll get some more thoughts on Ace Austin being on this card and the return debut, whatever you want to call it, of Matt Cardona. Uh, Cardona attacks Austin right away. He hits a neck breaker on the floor. Uh, Madman Fulton is in Austin's corner and gets in the way of a baseball slide, kind of taking the bullet for Austin. Uh, Fulton keeps trying to get involved. There's a top rope leg drop to Cardona from Ace Austin. And just as Cardona is setting up uh, for his finish, Fulton gets involved and attacks Cardona, creating the disqualification. So Cardona wins via DQ. Um, After the match, Cardona makes a comeback with his double knees, a running boot, a drop kick, and clears the ring, standing tall. Um, Yeah, so Ace Austin won the cup last week in... Granted, it's only January 16th, but in one of my matches of the year so far, I thought it was a tremendous match last week against Blake Christian. And he comes here to be a a kind of afterthought to Matt Cardona. I didn't like this at all. Um, If you wanted Cardona to come in, just have him come in and maybe beat Fulton instead. If if you're having an Austin Cardona story moving forward, thought this was the wrong guy to debut against didn't like the dq nate what what were your thoughts i hated this man like this this might have been the worst moment of the show for me just because not only like you guys are saying it didn't help ace austin but cardona didn't really gain anything out of this either like (laughs) no this is not a oh Nate, you've just cut out Dude, again. on the pay-per-view, I'm excited to see what they're going to do. Like, nah, man, like, you won by disqualification. Like, you, you might as well just stay home for this, Zack Ryder. Yeah, nah, man, like, one, one of the things, I don't know if you guys kind of thought along the same lines, but when I saw uh, 
when I when I saw a, a, a Madman Fulton jump in, I kind of thought they were gonna go the route of having Brian Myers come out and it was gonna turn into a tag mm. match type deal. Like yeah, that, 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 yeah, you go ahead, David. That's what I, was, I thought we were kind of like on the same line as a uh, line of yeah, that, that could have been cool. That could have been cool. No, I thought exactly the same. the The Twitch room was kind of calling for for Myers to run out and form the tag team. I, I just think this was all wrong. You could have had, you could have had Cardona maybe make a save after the the Dina match, perhaps. Um, you or just have him have him face. We mentioned him earlier, Johnny Swinger. Just come out, beat Johnny Swinger. You win mm. Impact. I don't, I don't know. This just seemed the wrong people in the wrong position. Mm. This this was a very very much a low point for me. But I say you you, you could have had uh, Ace also come get a quick victory over um over TJP since according to Matt Striker he wasn't on the show tonight. That, so. that is true. <laughs> <laughs> also, there's just no change. Uh, it was same in AEW. It's just Zack Ryder. You, you've been mm. you've been this WWE guy for so so long, mm. and you just he, he doesn't seem to have evolved at all he doesn't seem to have been like right let's take a chance let's try and recreate myself a little bit reimagine myself it, it's just Zack Ryder with a different name which isn't going to do big things for me and <laughs> I, I don't think in 2021 for many people someone in the twitch room suggested that it seems like Cardona's oh. just such a kind of mark for WWE that maybe he's just holding on to it for waiting for that phone call when everything goes back to normal that he can go back there and doesn't maybe seem too invested. I don't know. This this just didn't work at all for me. Um, let's go into something that did work for me, though, and that was the triple threat match for the X Division title. Chris Bay versus Rohit versus Manic, who looks awfully like TJP. The story going into this is... Uh, Rohit would refuse to put the title up against TJP. So uh, TJP ended up dressing as Manic and defeating Rohit for the title. Um, Chris Bay has been involved as well. Rohit kind of stole the title off of Chris Bay as he was pretending to be his kind of corner man. Um, So these three have been rivals for quite a while now. And we go into what I thought was a, a really, really great match. Um, really quick start, like the pace was so fast, um, leading to a bit of a standoff, kind of everyone getting their stuff in, but no one quite landing anything yet. Uh, TJP goes for a Rana, which gets face uh, counted into a face plant from Rohit. Um, Bay kicks out of a pin, but his wrists are still held by TJP, who turns it into this really unique sharpshooter, but kind of pulling the arms back in a kind of surfboard as well. I thought this submission looked awesome. And then Rohit tries to get involved and gets kind of put in the octopus stretch as well while this sharpshooter is still applied. And then this gets turned into an exploder suplex with that sharpshooter still locked on uh, onto Rohit. Sorry, onto Bay there. Um, really impressive stuff here from TJP. We get a, like a coffin drop from Bay to a draped Rohit, which looked really impressive. And then Rohit tries to unmask Manic to reveal that it's TJP. The mask comes off and we see that under the mask, TJP has face paint. So we can't quite fully say that it's TJP. He's in kind of Joker-esque Heath Ledger face paint here. 
We get a DDT from Manic. He goes up to the top for the Mamba Splash, but midair gets caught by a cutter from Bay, who then hits another cutter to both Rohit and TJP. Uh, Bay goes to pin Manic, and Rohit breaks it up. There's this tree of woe spot on Bay, and then a Rana in the corner to Rohit, knocking Bay in the face. There's the Benadrilla from Manic to Rohit, but Bay's breaking that up. We then get this cartwheel into a tombstone from Manic, which looked very cool. And then Rohit hitting a knee and a pump kick, just everyone hitting their stuff, loads and loads of near falls. We get an octopus stretch crucifix bomb from Manic for a two, which, uh, yeah, crazy move here. Um, A flying knee from Rohit for a two, and then a tree of woe stomp from Rohit to Bay. The cross face gets applied to Manic. Rohit takes out Bay, and then Manic gets Rohit with a pinning combination to win. That was hard to recap. Just so much going on there. Um, Really, really enjoyable match, and by far match of the night so far for me. Uh, Andrew, what were your thoughts there? Yeah, this was uh, definitely the match of the night. And and just let me just say this, man. How how great is Chris Bay? Like, oh, uh, he's fantastic. Like, uh, like they, they have this dude right here, man. Like, I, I definitely think that he should have, uh, he, he he probably should have walked away with this match. Like, look, y- y'all know me, man. There's, with me, there's no separating. <laughs> there's, there's no separating the person from the from the character. TJP made an ass of himself last week, and I think we all know what I'm talking about. I have <laughs> not, 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 nothing, nothing to say about that man at all. But Chris Bay is like one of the most talented individuals out there. Like that spot uh, that you mentioned when he jumped off Rohit's back and then drop kicked uh, TJP and then landed right back on Rohit. That was so smooth, bro. And then it was another one. Mm. Um, there was another spot that he did. Like it, it like. He he has like so many like um oh it was that um that cutter when he caught uh, TJP coming off the top rope like that 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 was another one of those smooth moments. Chris Bay is like extremely talented like they it, it, Impact might need to try, try to strap him in for as long as possible because I I highly doubt that you know once he once he you know once it comes around that time you know that contract season time I, I feel like a lot of people are gonna be gunning for Chris Bay and rightfully so. So yeah, man. Uh, th- th- this was for sure the best match of the night for me. Um, Chris Bay was a standout. R- Rohit Raju has had like a kind of career resurgence, and um, yeah. So shout out to both of those guys. Nate, this match was like a really, really good hamburger, brothers. Like you know, you ever go out to the, to, you ever go out to the bar, the pub, you know, get you a get you a burger, nice cold drink, and it's it's the most delicious burger you ever had. But there's one thing that's just not quite right with it, Davey Portman. I, a pickle? It's, it's a little piece of gristle. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a little piece of gristle next to the pickle. And that yeah. gristle just is, it's not enough to ruin the burger, but it's just enough to be like, mm, y'all could have cooked this a little bit longer. And that's how I felt about this match. Like, fantastic work by all three guys. Like, uh, you know, Andrew talked about how great Chris Bay is. Like, I think he's, He's next up, man. Like he he has all the tools uh, to to get to that next level. Uh, TJP, irregardless, I well not irregardless. That's not even a word. Uh, regardless <laughs> of his, uh, <laughs> I had to fact check myself in the in the in the moment. Uh, regardless of what you think about TJP, TJP's politics, like the brother's smooth in the ring. So I, I got to give it to him. And I, as as Andrew mentioned, also like Rohit brought it. But the stuff with the the identity like that was stupid like it didn't need to be in the match and it and it it made your announcers look dumb right like this is the first 
time we get the striker and D'Lo here on this big show with everybody watching, and they have to be like, oh, I'm not sure that's TJP. I mean, could be anybody under that makeup. It's like, come on, man. Like, don't yeah. don't do D'Lo like <laughs> when, that. When, when, when they pulled the mask off and he was like, it's still manic. <laughs> hey david take it away man take it yeah uh (laughs) no i i love this match i thought there were some really creative spots in there from all three guys i also liked how there wasn't much of the the one guy sleeps on the floor on the outside as the other two Mm, go out mm -hmm. it seemed a constant flow rotating between uh one-on-one and three-way spots um yeah i mean they're not even trying to hide that it's tjp i mean he's got some of the most distinctive tattoos as well that you'd think you'd wear a long sleeve thing uh yeah i completely agree with you making the 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 commentary team seem foolish and i completely agree with you about chris bay i feel i feel chris bay and ace austin have kind of outgrown Mm. the x division uh already like Bay especially hasn't been there long, but I feel they're the guys you should be putting in the world title picture uh, to mix it with the likes of Swan and Moose and yeah. hopefully keep Eddie Edwards and Sammy Callahan as far away from that thing as possible. Um, yeah. Speaking of which... Real, real quick, real quick, yeah, real quick, baby. Uh, uh, like, all the manic, like, mask and face paint foolishness aside, uh, would you have put this match as your opener? Like, like everything's the same. Nothing else on the card changes, but we just put this at the top of the show instead of the mixed tag. Do you think that would have been the right move? I absolutely. I think you'd have really got new people invested. Um, I, I had a few mm. friends in, in the Twitch who don't watch Impact, but they're like, well, hey, it's a, a pandemic and there's not much else to do on this Saturday, so why not? Mm. And they were checked out halfway through. And then they were like, yeah, that match was good, but... I, I'm a strong believer that your opening match really sets the tone for everything. It's like a comedian. A comedian yeah. needs to come in with a big joke right away or I'm not going to think you're funny. And even if you say something hilarious 15 minutes in, I've already made my mind up. You're not funny. You Ooh. need to get that big laugh in early. And and yeah, yeah I, 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 I ain't never doing stand up in front of you, Davy G. Bro. You, you're, <laughs> hard, you're a harsh critic, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'd have definitely opened the show with this. Or, um, in hindsight, I'd have put the the final of the X Cup. I'd have done the rest of the tournament Ooh, yeah, last week yeah. and have Ace Austin, Blake Christian kick off the show. And then you have this match in, at the halfway point and then your main event. I think you've got to kill a show yeah. if you do that. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. We go but, backstage but, 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 to... Hold on, hold on, Davey Portman. Sorry, I, continue. I can't let, I can't let that stand because... the. Now, I'm nothing if not a truth teller. The people on Twitch know I'm telling the truth here. Like, if you do that, that sounds good on paper, Davey. But what are we going to do about Matt Cardona? Oh, no. Like, that's, that's, that's the big draw tonight. You can't take that brother's moment. Matt, Matt, Matt Cardona was going to come out at the end there and confront Omega. That, that was going to be the close. <laughs> I was going to say, he can do the Royal Rumble spot. So, the Ronda Rousey spot. Cardona so joins the Bullet Club. Yeah, Austin. <laughs> You have Ace Austin win, and then Cardona can just walk out and point at that tiny trophy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're backstage with Alicia and Eddie Edwards. And Alicia's been very much involved in this feud with Sammy Callahan. She's been taken captive 
she's tried to attack him and Shamrock. She's all over the place. And Eddie is like, for fuck's sake, Alicia, please don't get involved. Stay backstage. Um, it's going to be too too dangerous. It's it's barbed wire mayhem. Uh, we can't have you out there. Um, and she's like, no, no, I need to have your back. And he's like, look, you're not going to fight those two. Go home. Take care of our daughter. And he makes a promise. And she promises. Um, yeah, kept the, kept the dialogue low with Alicia this week, which was probably <laughs> the best. We go to the knockouts championship match. Tyre with Rosemary and Crazy Steve in her corner, taking on the champion, Diona Perazzo, with Kimber Lee and Susan. The bell rings and Taya charges Diona immediately, taking her down, ground and pound. And then they roll to the outside, and Kimber Lee, in view of the ref, clear view of the ref, just decides to start attacking Taya. The ref is doing nothing, Susan pulls out her phone and starts recording everything. Uh, there's just all this brawling going on. Uh, I think it's Stryker who just says kind of what we're all feeling. There's too much going on here. Can we just get on with the match? Yeah, bro, uh, bro, 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 Rosemary and Kimber was like, we're going to get our shit in. Let's believe it. We're going to get our shit in before this match starts. Absolutely. Uh, this was terrible. Um, the, the camera work was all over the place. I didn't know where to focus. The ref eventually just sends them all to the back uh, before the match starts. But before we go into the actual yeah, match, yeah, this shout was out horrible. to Susan, man. Like we, like we got, we got to give, like, yeah, this, this was a mess. But shout out to Susan, man. Like I, I don't know what it is, Andrew, but like this, and maybe I'm reading too deep into this. But like the the fact that we we've, we've got this woman, this woman of color, who has been a zombie, an undead bride, if you will. She's yeah. been like the all American sweetheart, and now she's turned into a Karen, and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> I, like maybe there's some deep social commentary going on right now, or maybe uh, maybe Sue Young just likes to play different characters. No man, I, I, she's I, the I, Eddie I, Murphy of pro wrestling. I, I, I definitely think that there might be maybe just a little bit, just a hint, just a hint of it. But at the same time, I do think that she's just like that talented to where she can just play these like different variety <laughs> roles and make it work. Like she she's very talented, man. Like I think Impact has like got to kind of like a steal with her. Um, like I, I know a lot. Of, I know a lot of people were kind of like making jokes about like she was the first. Like they, they thought she was the person that was um accompanying uh Zia Lee and Boa to the ring on NXT. But like I, I definitely think that Sue Young is um she she she's a, she's a steal for Impact man. Like she you could put her in a couple of variety roles and she she make every single thing work. Mm-hmm. She actually looks very different as Susan as well. Yeah, it's, it's quite the yeah. transformation. Um, but yeah, this this was horrible. I just wanted to get to the match, and thankfully this didn't last too long. <laughs> we go into the match, and uh, oh, also, sorry, before the ref sends them all to the back, Crazy Steve elbows the referee in the head, <laughs> who falls down, <laughs> and two seconds later, can, can we just have this guy for every match? Uh, Red Shoes needs to go. Get this guy in, because this was the shortest ref bump I've ever seen. He took a full back bump. <laughs> Three seconds later, got up and was like, get out of here. Uh, we need this referee more. Uh, he's made a steal, this man. Yeah, the, the, the whole like throw, the whole like throwing somebody out thing with no fans in attendance, it like it, it doesn't really garner much. Mm. Like it like it's, it's like kind of like a dead spat. Like I think that's one of those spats in wrestling where you like need some type of 
like live reaction so people can like it's like other than that it's just like dead silence after you throw them out and they just like storm away like it's, it's, it's weird <laughs> so uh, diana starts working away at the arm of uh tie of valkyrie setting up for that fujiwara arm bar she locks in a half boston crab and then a knee bar just applying all these submissions Tyre starts to come back with some chest slaps and then a spear for a two count. There's the gotch pile driver attempt by Diana, but this gets countered by Tyre. And then Tyre goes for a surfboard and turns it into the, the curb stomp that Candice LeRae has been hitting recently and then applies an STF. They both get to their feet, start trading forearms as they're looking exhausted, trading kicks, and then we get the Fujiwara armbar from Diana turned into the double armbar, which she's calling the Venus de Milo, and Taya verbally submits, um, leaving Diana Perazzo still as your knockouts champion. I, I thought this match was fine. Um, I think the... The silliness at the beginning kind of put a bad taste in my mouth. And yeah. I, I also feel the, these two are capable of a bit better. I didn't think it was the most exciting match. And um, I'm a big fan, especially of Diana Perazzo. So I kind of felt as much as I love the knockouts division, I don't feel they knocked it out of the park tonight for me. Uh, Andrew, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I agree, man. I, I think we could have did without the the whole, you know, shenanigans to start off the match. And, you know, just to echo on your sentiments on Deanna Peraza, I feel like she had one of the best bounce back years, like especially getting released from WWE and then coming into impact the way she did. And of course, you know, signing exclusive with the company. I think that she's been a, a, another steal for impact, man. Like she is very, very times in the ring, uh, had, had one of the one, one of the better matches of 2020 uh, at Slammiversary with Jordan Grace. But yeah, man, um, the, this match in particular, I, I definitely think they could have, they they could have got all more, and I think it did kind of take a lot of people out of it with the you know the the, the foolishness at the beginning. But like as far as Taya Valkyrie goes, like she's had a very you know successful running impact. I was just thinking like what like what what, what is there like really left for her to do in, in Impact Wrestling? Because it feels like she's done all that she can. Like she's done the comedy stuff. She's been the legit world champion for a year. Like mm. uh, I was just, I was just thinking about like you know what what what, what could possibly be next for her in Impact Wrestling. Nate, what do you think? I mean, she's she's done it all, like like you said, Andrew. Uh, and that that's a good question. Like, where would she go? Like, I mean, there there's clear options out there. Uh, there's one I definitely wouldn't want to see her in because I don't think they would do her justice. And then there's one that really, really, really needs her because they need experienced women. And I'll let uh, you folks pause my words right there. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, like, this match, Andrew, you're right. Like, I, I feel like it was solid, but we know that these two can do better. And maybe this match was also hurt by placement, Davey. Like, yeah. you put this after arguably the best match on the card, and it's like, there's as, as solid as these two were, it was going to be hard to kind of meet that level. And so I thought it was a, a good match. Uh, Deanna, as Andrew said, man, like, she's been – a really pleasant surprise and, and somebody that I would put in that category of a steal, man. Like, like you got a first round draft pick for a, for, for a fourth round pick, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is somebody that could be, and, and I think this is a part, also part of why you don't miss uh, good old TV, Andrew, because like we've got such a deep group of women. 
in the knockouts division right now. And so, yeah, like while this match wasn't, you know, in my top two or three matches on the card, I thought it was solid. And, you know, if ah, I'm getting back to that question you asked about Taya, because mm. I really would like to see her in, in Jacksonville. Like, I think that could be fun. Uh, yeah. But in terms of the other company, mm, nah, don't don't do it. Like I'm, I'm that Whoopi Goldberg gift. I'm like, girl, you in danger if you go out there because because they're not they're not gonna do right by you. Like, like Nate, you 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 brought up a good point, Dave. I wanted to ask you about that about Nate when you said uh the match placement. Like Dave, when you look at the card, like uh, of course they're gonna be matches where you have low points, but like I, I think that you guys both you know brought up real, real solid points. Of Dave, you said this match could have been a, uh, the X Division match could have been an opener, or this match could have been an opener. I think would have been real solid for either of these two. Uh, open mm. the show opposed to what we got. I was going to ask you what you thought about that, David. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's my issue just with Impact as a whole. You look at their their talent, and that they are pretty <laughs> deep with talent. Okay, but then what they decide to put on, um, like we're about to get to Ethan Page versus Karate Man. You know, um, <laughs> it's the main event. <laughs> yeah, it's why. Why am I seeing? Uh, why am I seeing Tommy Dreamer and Rhino on a on a pay per view match? I, is it because that ECW thing does still work for some people? Um, Tommy Dreamer got the pin, brother. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think placement I thought was fine. I think you, you're saying because it came after the triple threat, so yeah. you're already on a bit of a high. Look, if if you come back with a a good match, I think it's fine, and I I I don't think this. This certainly didn't kill my interest. I just think they're both capable of a better match and it had a bad start. You could have opened the show with this for sure, uh, if not the exhibition yeah. match. But I think I think Impact don't need to feel they need to pack three hours. Like I can't say I'd be complaining if this was a two and a half hour show. I think you can mm. cut some of the crap out of there and move some things around. And I think you've got a much more solid presentation. Yep, yeah, yep. Get rid of some of that gristle and you got a beautiful burger. Exactly, exactly. We see AC Romero backstage in his detective hat and he bumps into Johnny Bravo. And AC Romero is trying to convince Bravo that Larry D was set up, that he didn't shoot Bravo. And he's calling it all a conspiracy and says, hey, I was just in the ladies' locker room, in the knockouts locker room, and I found something in one of their lockers. So AC Romero just snooping around the, the girls' locker room to start with, which I think is a, a big no-no from me. But Sound like he about to catch a case. That don't sound too good, brother. AC yeah. Romero might want to watch himself. Yeah, I mean, I hope he had a warrant. You know, that's all I'm saying. But he reveals that he found ring rust, which is the aftershave that Larry D <laughs> would put on that would turn him into Lawrence D., and was apparently the the scent smelt when Bravo got shot. So all all eyes are now pointing to one of the knockouts for being the one who shot Johnny Bravo. Um, do do we care, guys, or shall I just move on to the next match? I think we can just move on to the next match. Okay, all right. We go to Ethan Page versus Karate Man. Did we need to move on? Um, yeah, so Ethan Page has been having a bit of an identity crisis after the North lost their tag team titles. He keeps on trying to make good for Josh Alexander, but keeps on 
causing them both to lose matches. So he came back in his karate man persona in order to try and start getting some of those W's. And Karate Man realizes that he needs to kill Ethan Page in order to continue. So this is a cinematic match, I guess, if you want to call it that. It's Ethan Page taking on himself. We have this terrible green screen behind them, a very obvious green screen, as we see both Ethan Page and Karate Man separately warming up and One of them says, are we going to do this or not? Karate Man calls Ethan Page weak and ugly. They charge at each other and then they go fist to fist as all this electricity is coming out of their fists. We see Ethan Page bleeding from the mouth and calls Karate Man, you mother effer. And then... We're outside a house. We're in the desert. We're on Mount Rushmore. The green screen behind them keeps changing to showing where they're fighting. There's this bald eagle flying around. They're on a beach. They're around a pit of fire. And then Karate Man is on his back doing these bicycle kicks. And this is edited. So it kind of looks like Karate Man is flying doing these kicks when it's clearly just him on his back. And then he rips out Ethan Page's heart and walks off carrying the heart in his hand as a song plays. So um, Ethan Page is dead, it seems. And is this his write-off from Impact? Yeah, uh, I, I, I definitely think this is... Oh, I, I didn't know if you was going to add on to that, day. No, no, go for it, Andrew. Yeah, I, was, I, 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 I definitely think this is uh, this is Swan song from Impact Wrestling. Uh, I, I don't know where Ethan Page is going to land next. Um, you know, he, he it seemed like he got two choices right now and probably got more choices. Uh, we, we never know. But I think he's, you know, he, he got two main choices out there to select from. But like this match, you know what, Dave, I'm, 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 I'm going to be a little positive right here. Did, I think he did a good job as far as like the selling and stuff like that. With the Because I, I felt like this could have went so left and it could have been so bad. But I, I felt like as far as like the quote unquote physicality that went on between the karate man and Ethan Page. I feel like it was it, it was decent as far as him playing off both sides and making it seem like he was hitting the other person. Like you know what I'm saying? I, I felt like it was like at least it, it it was it was something that you could look at and you know you could be like, okay, I could put that on. Like that's not bad. But I, I didn't think it was like great or anything. But I think he did a a decent job with the selling and you know playing it off and stuff like that. Like because it it, it, it could have went way worse than it did. Is that just wrestling as a whole? It could have been worse. It could have been way worse than it was. Uh, Nate, are you on the same page as Andrew here? Um, I mean, there, there's only one page we need to be talking about right now, and that's Ethan Page. Because let me tell you something, David Portman. Like, over the years in the world of combat sports, there have been great <laughs> rivalries. Hagler versus Hearn. Holyfield versus Tyson. Cormier versus Jones. But none of them. I say none of them, Andrew. Compare to Karate Man versus Ethan Page. This was this was one of those things that was so. Oh, we just lost you for a second. These comedy stories, baby, particularly at Impact. This like sorry, three I levels. just lost There's you for a second, where... Nate. Uh, you said this match was so, and then I lost you. Ah, that's called suspense, right there. This yes. match. <laughs> This match was so dumb. 
you know, and then, but the thing is, it was so dumb that I actually kind of enjoyed it uh, because, can you hear me? Yep, yeah, yep, yeah. I'm listening. Yep. Okay, just making sure. But this, this match, like, there's a level of comedy where it's funny because it's funny, and then there's when it crosses that line and it gets stupid and dumb. But then sometimes <laughs> it gets so stupid and so dumb, Andrew, that it crosses that line again. And gets back to being funny, and that's that's what I thought about this man. Like I think Ethan Page is somebody who two years ago I didn't know anything about the dude, man. So this past year, seeing him in, in the North in particular, like I thought this guy has so much potential, man. And so if this is his write off for Impact, you know he's had a good run, and wherever he ends up next, they're gonna get a hell of a talent because dude can work, dude's got charisma. Uh, maybe, maybe, hopefully he leaves Karate Man in Impact with him. Uh, but uh, I, I thought for what it was, like stupid, dumb, fun, I, I kind of enjoyed it, Davey. I, I, I can't lie. I, I, I take uh, Davey right here before you move on to the next topic. Ethan Page is going to take the TNT title off of Darby Allen. Remember Ooh. I said this. I said this. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, so, Nate, okay, what you're okay. saying is, is this was the Freddie Got Fingered of cinematic matches. That's mm. what I'm getting from you. Uh, yeah, Freddie Got Fingered, Pootie Tang, you can put Karate Man versus Ethan Page right up there with those great those great films. Okay, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I This wasn't <laughs> really for me. I really like Ethan Page, and I think he's very charismatic that, as you guys were saying, he can kind of make this work. Uh, again, yeah. I, I was trying to watch this on if you're trying to get new viewers, if you have got those people tuning in for Omega. Mm. Um, is this something that's going to put you off? And I think maybe. I think this is something that someone walks in as you're watching it, you might feel a little embarrassed. And maybe there's an audience for it. And maybe there is a big part of Impact's audience love this stuff. Um, I don't know if tonight was necess- necessarily the right thing. Um Personally, I just think the North versus Motor City Machine Guns once more and have that be a send-off is quite a nice way to go out. But maybe this is what Ethan Page wanted. Who knows? But I'm expecting good things for him because uh, I think he's fantastic. We go backstage to Don Callis, who approaches Moose and is very impressed by him. He's doing his old kind of car salesman uh bad like dodgy agent routine and it's just saying oh moose you're just getting better and better i mean look at you look at the shape you're in i mean i think the league should take you back look how fantastic you're looking (laughs) and i'm just looking at your contract here and you've still got a couple of years left with impact wrestling and you're in this main event tonight we got two years left together we got to get on the same page here and I would hate to see things get out of hand, like, let's say, Kenny getting hurt. So why don't we brother it up a bit? You're looking good, kid. And Don starts walking off as Moose calls him back and says, you should know this about me. I play to win. That's what I'm going to do tonight. And once I win tonight, I'm going for the Impact World Championship to be the undisputed champion. And hey, maybe I'll just show up at AEW and take your kids mm, title man. too. Um, this was fantastic. I thought this yes. brief backstage yes. segment was what yep. 
All of us like, who are salivating most, over is these most the biggest impact. baby face on the show. Yes, Davy Poorman, Nate Milton. This was fantastic in every way mm. because this did, and I, I'm, I'm, I think you guys like just hearing how we're reacting to it. I'm, I think we're kind of along the same line of thinking. This did so much for Moose. Like this, this was like the littlest thing that did the most for him in like the quickest way possible because it made Don Callis view Moose as a threat to Kenny Omega. Like he was, he was kind of like kind of trying to bag Moose back a little bit. Like, hey, look, you know, mm. we go out there like, like, like kind of lean off Kenny a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, lead, like kind of stay off Kenny. Like it, it made Don Callis like really present Moose in a way to where he thinks that Moose could be a threat to Kenny Omega. And like we kind of saw that within their interactions tonight and how they kind of mix in the ring. Like I, I felt like this was like really solid, man. And and then of course I know Omega. He likes working with like bigger guys. Like I remember in an interview he did uh, a while back. I'll say a couple years back, two years ago. He he said like one of his matches that he really wanted to work. Somebody he really wanted to work against was like a guy like Braun Strowman or somebody like along his size, like the guy who is the the, the big guy who is like kind of agile and has like the glimpses of ad- athletic moments. And I feel like Moose kind of falls within that category. So like I'm I'm very interested to 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 see like when Moose goes from here now because I feel like that promo with Callis did a lot for him. I felt the the promo with Sabin and Swan earlier and this it suddenly made me re-energize and re interested in this main event because I think like a lot of people mm-hmm. when you saw Shelly wasn't in it you go ah oh, okay all right it's Moose and by now. I'm super excited about seeing Moose in this match. And as you said, the, the the good brothers with Kenny have just beaten down on these guys week after week. Impact haven't really got a shot back in. And now the Moose factor's in there and you see Callis looking concerned and worried. It's almost like the first W for Impact here. I, I really dug this. Nate, I, it seems like you're on the same page too. Yeah, like, like, like I said, man, like after all this, despite... Moose, like, trying to kill a man <laughs> a mere week or so ago. Uh, like, the fact that he comes out out of the show or uh, out of the segment looking like the biggest baby face on the car because he's the one that puts the fear in Kenny Omega and Don Callis. Like, they did such a good job of building him up uh, and, and on short notice. So you got to give him credit for that. And, yeah, I love that it made sense for Cal's to try to play Moose because at the end of the day, like not only is he Kenny's manager or advocate or whatever you want to call it, but he's still Moose's boss. And so like, that was mm. a really nice way of kind of framing the story. Like th- throwing that little subtitle threat in there, the little small, small little threat, like, Hey, just remember, I, I still got you in the contract ball. So you might want to watch what yep. you do out there. Yeah. I can make your life hell for two years. Is exactly. essentially what he was saying. Yeah. <laughs> Right, we go next to the Barbed Wire Massacre match. Eddie Edwards <laughs> versus Sammy Callahan one more time. Okay, so the Barbed Wire Massacre, we have like one panel of a steel cage, which is wrapped in barbed wire. On the other side of the ring, we have a chain, which is kind of hanging tying up uh, barbed wire bats, barbed wire kendo sticks. We have multiple boards covered in barbed wire, um, just barbed wire everywhere. Um, it looks kind of nuts. 
And we're going to this match, Eddie Edwards versus Sammy Callahan, which has been brewing for years, ever since Sammy Callahan smashed Edwards' face with the bat. Uh, you all probably know the spot by now. Legitimately, like, smashed Eddie Edwards' face with the bat, which they then turned into more of an angle. And recently, they've they've brought back again with Callahan and Shamrock tormenting Eddie Edwards and Alicia. So we're here for some violence. Right early on, both are trying to Irish whip each other into the barbed wire ropes. Sammy ends up being the first to eat the barbed wire. And then Edwards gets like a crown of barbed wire and pushes it into Callahan's head. So Callahan is bleeding very early on. Edwards then applies like a full Nelson and is trying to push Callahan face first in one into one of the barbed wire boards. And Callahan just at the last second shoves the board out of the way, saving himself. He comes back with some boots to the face. There's a tope suicida from Eddie Edwards, but Callahan moves one of the boards in the way and Edwards goes smashing through it. There's an elbow drop cactus Jack style off the apron to the board on top of Eddie from Callahan. Uh, Eddie's draped on the top rope and Callahan pulls out an N64 controller covered <laughs> in barbed wire. Sure, why not? N64 controller covered in barbed wire and then puts the <laughs> end of the controller in Edward's mouth and starts hitting him with this. Edwards comes back with a uh, backpack stunner followed by a blue thunder bomb onto a barbed wire chair both are now climbing on the cage and are pushing each other's face in the barbed wire there's a uh, barbed wire pulled off and wrapped around both of their fists as they're attacking each other and they go for each other's eyes they then pick up a barbed wire bat and a barbed wire kendo stick but they trade because they realize that they're holding each other's weapon. So they're now going at each other with their own barbed wire weapons. Uh, Edwards gets strung up by the throat on the chain that's hanging the barbed wire bats. Uh, there's then a pile driver from Sammy off the second rope onto the barbed wire board. And then he puts the barbed wire chair on top of Edwards' face. He goes to get the bat and goes to smash down on Edwards' face, but gets kicked low saving Edwards. We then get the Boston knee party into the barbed wire chair, into the face of Callahan, but Callahan kicks out at one. We then get the Emerald Flosion onto the chair from Edwards and one, two, three, Eddie Edwards pins Sammy Callahan in what I hopefully think is their final match. Please. Nate. Again, like matches like this aren't my jam, Davey, but this was a nice conclusion to this feud, which, like you said, has been going on for years in this company. And so to have like the little callbacks, uh, you know, with the baseball bat and all that stuff, like I thought there was some nifty spots. And when you got uh, uh, Alicia coming out at the end of the match, like it, it felt like a big deal, right? Like, it, they gave it, what, almost 20 minutes? Yeah, about that. It seemed like. Uh, and so, like, they gave the match time. Uh, both guys worked hard. Uh, and so, yeah. Like, I, th I thought this was a good conclusion. The question is, Andrew, like, that, 
Like the, the the real question is: Is this the conclusion, or is this feud much like the title of this pay per view, Hard to Kill, brother? Man, these dudes are gonna be fighting until they both until one of them leave Impact. I'm telling you, like it, it, it's never gonna end. Like I, I think it's just too. I, I think that that moment when, like Davey mentioned, when he uh when Callahan uh when the when the baseball bat ricocheted off the chair and hit Eddie Edwards in the face, I feel like that moment literally like solidified them like forever as long as they're going to be an impact. Like it's no way you gonna be able to not go to this story at some point, sometime in the future. Like I, I wasn't really invested in the match per se. Like I, I was kind of like in and out of it, but one spot that really did wake me up and, and I'm, I'm kind of sad. It's kind of sad to say that this. Oh, net almost caught that chain. That that was um mm. that was hanging on a rope and I I looked up I was like oh my goodness bro because that because that could have went so left but thankfully it didn't and, you know it seemed like his chin just caught it and you know he came right down but I was like when I saw that I was like who they 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 dodged the bullet with that one boy but yeah I'm um I I definitely don't think this is this is over they they will probably run some crazy ass match at a uh, rebellion they probably gonna be like first person to throw somebody <laughs> off the roof match at a uh, rebellion uh, coming up in April. <laughs> Yeah, I, this is fine. I'm like you, Nate. This isn't my kind of match. It, it's got to be done really, really well to get me invested. And it's got to be a feud that I'm yeah. into. And unfortunately, these these guys, I've just seen go at it so many times at this point mm-hmm. that I'm... And you need a crowd, Davey. Like, like, I don't think matches like these really work without a crowd. Exactly. And that's why I... I kind of find it odd that Impact keep doing these. We had uh, the old school rules match on this show as well. They seem really odd matches in the setting they're in. Now, something they did do tonight, which we haven't mentioned, is they have actually piped in some crowd noise now. Um, And actually pretty accurate crowd noise. It kind of sounded like a crowd you'd get in a venue that size. They haven't gone full WWE and it being like a (laughs) sold out MSG at each show. Um, so that definitely did help something, but yeah, I, I don't want to see any of more of these matches in front of no crowd. It, it's just, it's just too much. And yeah, I think it's just, I'm done with the feud. It, it was fine. It, it, as you said, it feels like it's come to a natural conclusion. Now we hope, uh, I thought the finish was pretty cool. The Boston knee party and the Emerald Flosion did look yeah. pretty cool for the yeah. end. Um, but can't say it was the most interesting match on the card. We then get an announcement, as you mentioned, Andrew, Impact Rebellion will be their next big pay-per-view, April 24th. So I'm sure I'll be joined by by both you guys for that. I yes. hope moving yeah, forward, hopefully. April 24th, uh, we'll all be Dave, here once David, again. Did you, David, did you see the Omega symbol at the bottom of the... Um, mm. Oh, at, I did not the, catch that. No. Check, check. Anybody that's listening, go check the, um, the Impact announcement on their Twitter. There's an Omega symbol. Uh, right, right, right yep. under the pay per view name. Like, it's, it's, I, I don't know if that was just Impact being clever or that was just like something that they just threw in there for design purposes. But yeah, it was the um, it was the Omega symbol um inside of a star. So yeah, that that was like real. That that was a real. So I, I'm I'm kind of thinking like it kind of. I'm pretty sure we're gonna get into this in the main event, but it kind of made me think like is, is Omega gonna be yeah. Impact champion by the time the next mm-hmm. pay per view roll around, or are we gonna have some type of uh, champion versus champion match? That, that was a nice little throw in for Impact. That's cool. So it it looks like this story is continuing, which is good. So we go to the main event of the evening. Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers, or shall we call them the Bullet Club? Mm. They came out sporting Bullet Club hoodies, Bullet Club t-shirts. 
Um, now we, we were discussing in the Twitch. I, I guess they can wear this because I mean we see wrestlers wearing band T-shirts and stuff like yeah. that. As long as you don't call them the Bullet Club, you're okay <laughs> to do this. And they're they're all old designs, so it's all directing you back to New Japan shop anyway. I guess. Uh, but yeah, kind of interesting seeing all three in their Bullet Club gear here. Yeah, I, I I thought this was uh well immediately when I saw this I thought this was like in a a, a jab at uh a, a little a little small little jab at Tamatanga because I don't, uh he he did was on his um on his podcast last week he but he wasn't too happy about them being referred to as Bullet Club and uh, how Gallows and Anderson came on his podcast once and they were <laughs> they, they 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 were big up and how they can wait to return to Japan and do a big Bullet Club reunion and he was like so you guys just had your Bullet Club reunion so when you guys come back to Japan. Uh-huh. <clears throat> is, is that gonna be you know is that gonna be our reunion and stuff like he, he he seemed like he wasn't very pleased and he called them sellouts for how they um you know how, how when they had the AEW thing initially pitched to him they decided to resign with wwe and you know how they you know but with this current situation he was like you know once a sellout always a sellout you know and you know he he made his little comments there kind of saying like he was blending in character and you know some 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 real life feelings but uh yeah the, the bullet club thing was very interesting you know i think a lot of people want to see uh, Kenny Omega's return to New Japan. I don't know how likely that is to happen, but you know, I think it's something that most people want to see. Yeah, Nate, did you take anything away from this Bullet Club gear, or just them kind of trolling New Japan a little? Or do you see a deal's being? I mean, it, I mean, it could be a little bit of a troll job. But, you know, you, who knows about the possibility of a deal with New Japan having a new president in place? But I, I feel like more than anything, it was not for New Japan. It wasn't you know, the troll, it was for the people watching. It was for the fans. Because if you are watching this show, then there's a good chance, like better than the average chance, that you know about the history of the Bullet Club. Mm, for sure. And so I feel like this was this was kind of a little wink at the audience. Like, we can't say it. Like, like, like we, we, we like uh, Manic. Like, you know it's TJP, but we can't say it's TJP. Like, <laughs> like, y'all know we Bullet Club, but we just can't say them words right now. But you know who we are. <laughs> yeah. We don't have Justin Roberts here, unfortunately, for, uh, for Kenny's entrance. So Don Callis mm. does it and says uh, that this guy became a megastar in his 30s and has already overtaken the likes of Hogan, Flair, Gotch, Hackenschmidt. And he's from Winnipeg, Manitoba, the AEW World Heavyweight Champion, Kenny, by God, Omega. Um, so <laughs> big, obnoxious entrance for Kenny here. Uh, not quite on the level you see at dailies, but still giving that big introduction from Callis here, which was pretty cool. Um the match starts with all six just getting right in each other's face. Uh, the referee was this Hebner again, Andrew? Yes, the, the, this was the uh, the free agent, the former free agent, uh, Brian Hebner. <laughs> Brian Hebner <laughs> actually gets shoved to the match by Moose as all these guys are superheated, and then Moose shoves the Impact Championship right in. Sorry, the TNA Championship in Kenny's face as Rich Swan holds up his as well. Uh, Anderson and Sabin start off the match that you have a pretty nice exchange and a bit of a standoff. And Sabin actually offers his hand, kind of the, the mutual respect thing after a bit of a standoff. But Carl shrugs it off and tags in Doc Gallows. So Sabin tags in Moose. And this was something I wasn't really uh, 
excited about seeing until I saw both guys in the ring. Because these are, <clears throat> this is big lads wrestling, guys. Moose yeah. and Gallows in the ring. Pretty cool visual, I thought. Um, so these two are going at it. Uh, Kenny gets tagged in and he's doing the disrespectful Naito thing, wearing the T-shirt, but he soon takes it off to strangle Rich with it. Uh, Swan does his incredible 450 leap over Anderson, which is always just so impressive. We get a bit of teamwork from Team Impact with uh, Moose, Sabin, and Swan all uh, triple teaming, which leads to Moose hitting a standing moonsault, which looked really impressive. As we were talking about, the the Moose babyface fire on this show was kind of crazy to see. (laughs) We then finally get the two champions, Kenny and Swan, going at it. Um, we get this assisted DDT. It's kind of like the magic killer into a tornado DDT from Sabin and uh, Sabin and Swan to Kenny and then to Gallows. And then tandem running Swan dives from Swan and Sabin to the outside. Again, bits of this missed by some camera work here. Um, Kenny Omega is then uh, ripping it up in the ring. The Bullet Club do that thing we saw on Wednesday where... Uh, Anderson jumps on, sorry, Gallows, I believe it was, jumped on Kenny's back. And then Anderson on top of that, squashing Swan. Swan comes back with an Enziguri. Moose gets tagged in. I was going to jump in. I was about to say me, me, yeah, and, my go for it, mate. About to say me and my little cousin used to do that in the living room. That ain't nothing. That ain't oh, yeah. When they jump on each other's back. <laughs> <I'm just> mad, <laughs> Moose gets tagged in and he mocks the Kenny Omega finger bang. <laughs> Hits a pounce to Kenny, an Uranagi to Anderson, a headbutt to Gallows, a drop kick to Kenny, a drop kick to Anderson, and then they do the triple kick in the corner, elite style to Kenny. A bit of insult to injury there. <laughs> uh, the Bullet Club come back with an assisted neckbreaker to Sabin. The referees lost complete control of this match. Um, maybe that's why he was a, a free agent, because he couldn't get anyone in their corners here. There's V-triggers, <laughs> everyone getting their shit in, until Moose hits a Spanish fly off the top rope from Kenny Omega. Ooh. Sabin hits the cradle shock to Kenny, but Anderson breaks up the pin. We have Snapdragons from Kenny Omega followed by a Tiger Driver 98, but the pin is saved. Kenny actually gets Moose up for the one-winged angel, but Moose climbs out of it and gets Kenny up on his shoulders to hit a doomsday device. And at this point, this was such a nice little touch. Callis climbs on the apron as he's concerned for his boy, but Kenny kicks out. We then get a V-trigger. The one-winged angel's blocked again, and Swan hits a poison rana, followed by the second rope 450, but Kenny kicks out. Then Swan goes to the second rope, goes for the Phoenix splash, but Kenny moves. Swan lands on his feet, but gets caught in the magic killer from Gallows and Anderson. Moose saves the pin, but we get a V-trigger to Moose, a V-trigger to Swan, and then the one-winged angel from Kenny Omega to Impact World Champion Rich Swan for the one, two, three. Nate, you kick us off here. What were your thoughts on this much-hyped main event? Oh man, this this was a great match, guys. Like I feel like 
we've talked about some of the issues that we've had with this show. But at the end of the day, this was a show that was built around one match. And this match delivered. And it delivered big, man. Like, I loved everything about this match. Like, the the, the different combinations that we got to see, uh, including, like, the, the Biggie Langston special there, Andrew, where we had uh, Gallows and Moose in there. But some big meaty men slapping me. There it is. There it is. Because, uh, like, like and, and, and again, I hate to say it, man, but, like, Moose is the top baby face in Impact right now. Just just on the strength of this show alone. And I don't know, it'd be interesting to find out, Davey, if the finish was always going to be Omega pinning Swan. Like if this match were Swan and the Machine Guns versus the Not Bullet Club, like I wonder <laughs> if the finish would have been different. But because we've got Moose in here now, it, it sets up a lot of stuff because – I think the natural thing to go to would be a rematch, uh, not a rematch, but a, a one-on-one match at Rebellion. And maybe you have Omega beat Swan there. So Omega's now this triple champion, if you count triple A. Mm-hmm. And the only person that can save the the honor and the respect of Impact is Moose. And like, that, I, I don't think this was, the, this was the plan, but damn it if they don't have a great kind of... Uh, blueprint to kind of work off of after the night show but yeah this this match was fantastic and you know i'm not going to go as far as to say it's a match of the year candidate but it was a really fun way to end the show yeah i'm 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 i'm, I'm right with nate like this was this was of course the match that everybody was kind of tuning in to see and i feel like like of course we're moving alex shelley from this and having moose uh inserted into the match i feel like it opened up a lot of different doors that they can go to i was kind of surprised uh, to see that they that Omega pin Swan like I, I was I was expecting Saban to take the pin out of everybody in the match. I didn't think Moose was gonna get pinned, but I definitely thought Saban was gonna be the one to take the pin. But seeing how the match turned out, it it got a whole bunch of like different scenarios jumping in my head, and I was thinking like seeing this how Moose is kind of like just off of one show just emerged as somebody that's like a legit threat to Omega or presented uh, presented as such I was thinking like man like do they do, do they really want to wait until uh April three months from now to do this because I mean we already kind of got the ball rolling a little bit like mm. like and, and let me just say this Rich I think Rich Swan has been a really really solid been great champion for Impact I feel like he kind of just got lost in the mix just a little bit with just this partnership going on and I don't think he, I don't, I'm not saying he got lost completely. I just feel like he kind of got overshadowed just a little bit. Like I think people kind of like forgot, not not necessarily forgot, but like kind of lost it in there. Like he still impacts world champion. But I think like with this match and his showing, he really did kind of remind people of that. But yeah, I was kind of thinking like, do they go the route of possibly taking the title off Swan uh, late before, you know, before uh before the Revolution pay per view? Because I was thinking like maybe just maybe we get a moose. Omega match at, at Revolution. I think that'll be something that people might want to see just based off of their interaction tonight. Or maybe we get a, you know, that double title match with Swan and, and Omega. Like, I'm just thinking something like just hypothetically, like what could possibly happen. But yeah, man, Moose, Moose showed up. Uh, I, I wouldn't, you know, I, I ain't going to say this is a match of the year, you know, like Nate said, but this was a very, it, it, it delivered, you know, for the hype that it had. And I think all parties involved had their. You know, respect the points in the match where they showed up and, and everybody looked good. So I think that was a positive coming out of it. I think I really got from it um, 
impact fighting for impact it did feel like a a rivalry between teams here which i it didn't just seem like six random men put together you i really got Mm. over the course of the night with moose's uh kind of two promos about wanting to win and then uh mocking bullet club with some of their poses and moves and things like that i really got it was a, a heated competition which i i loved and it, the whole match was non-stop i think it'll be interesting to see what they do on tuesday with moose i, I assume is that already in the can but i feel they've stumbled upon a happy accident here because i think mm. moose omega is now the probably the yeah. end game with this with Moose being this leader of impact and kind of moving more into a babyface role and becoming that yep. leader. And because he knows he's the only one that can step up against and, him. Yep. And possibly we have the Rich Swan match at Beach Break. Maybe we have something on AEW that that's mm. kind of the next mm. big okay, thing in me, February. I, I was going to say, I, I was going to say, I'm looking at uh, AEW schedule and, and I like where you're going with the Beach Break, but. Let, let me see how you fellas think about this. And again, I, I'm just kind of trying to put the puzzle pieces together. Okay, so let's you say... Book, you got the book. I got the book. Okay, so let's say we do Omega and Swan either at Beach Break or at Revolution. Mm. Omega beats Swan. Now he's got the Impact title and the AEW title. Well, then we go to April. And we got like we we do some type of build in the intervening months with Moose stepping up as the hero, the hero that we didn't know we need. Oh, you still there? Kenny Omega. We get Moose versus Kenny Omega at Rebellion. Moose beats Kenny Omega, mm. and then hold on, I'm not done yet, Andrew. <laughs> Here we go. This this is the, the the cherry on top of this Sunday, brother. There's only one way to figure out who will be the true double champion, and that's in May. Double or nothing, double champion, Moose versus Kenny, winner take all. I I like where you're going. I like where you're going. I I think a lot of people that don't watch Impact might need some convincing on Moose. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I think today was a great first step. Uh, Really great first step. And also, for for all you uh, kind of fantasy bookers out there it's quite interesting that moose calls him a wrestling god is that capital g as well oh you you huh i've lost you i've lost you yeah, okay you, you, you lost me with that one, bro. okay i'm just saying i'm just saying i'm just saying it's dakota abushi kenny thing still oh, he's up against oh, okay. another oh, god okay, okay yeah hey david no, no mm. I'm, t- I'm telling you david uh omega abushi match like if, if they are somehow able to pull that off dude they, they need to save that for like a big pay-per-view like that's a headlining match right there and, you know j- j- just speaking about um you know moose stumbling to a happy accident they like they, they can so easily go to route of moose saying look I-, I respect what you did out this one but like when it came down to it you the one that got pinned i didn't get pinned so you know I, mm. I, and you already gave me my shot so if you can't sit in and get a get a win over omega or gallows or anderson i know i probably could get a win over you and then they just carry your life yep absolutely so um 
let's go to some feedback now and uh we have gone pretty late i'm i apologize again for for technical difficulties on our end tonight but thank you guys for all your patience if you do want to call in just raise your hand in the zoom room and i'll get to one of your calls but forum.postwrestling.com is where we post our feedback for uh, all our shows for Deep Impact moving forward, uh, for Up Next every Wednesday, and obviously Rewinder Raw and SmackDown with John and Way. And we go to Brandon from Oshawa. I watched this through nefarious means. They weren't going to fool me again after claiming the wrestling world would change forever and their big bet being Eric Young. The last time I paid for their show. That was Slammiversary, I believe. That being said, though, mm. I was really tired from a long day and falling in and out of sleep. This show was much better and may actually get me to pay next time. I really enjoyed the barbed wire massacre and the main event. Moose and Rich Swan both looked especially good in there. I was expecting Moose to turn on Swan. I'm glad we got a clean finish. We're obviously going to get an Omega Swan title match. When do you guys see this happening? I think Rebellion is too far away, but the Omega logo is part of the Rebellion logo. So I guess they could wait. I mean, I think we've just kind of gone into uh, what we think there. Um, but we do have someone on the line. So, uh, Stephen, if you'd like to unmute yourself, hopefully we can we can get this technology working. Stephen, hey, how's are you it going? There? Good. Can how you are you? you? I can good. indeed. Okay. Uh, first off, I just wanted to say I, I agree that Jake something looks like a star when he comes out. And hopefully him getting pinned is the start of a story and he can grow above Cody Diener. Uh, the other thing I want to say is uh, the Ethan Page versus Karate Man. Mm. It reminded me of Kung Pao Enter the Fist, that terrible subtitled movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's what he was going for, a bit of a parody on that. And finally... Like, it wouldn't be an impact show if there wasn't audio issues and uh, D'Lo losing his mic there for a little bit. Like it, the whole show sounded really great on my end, but that was the only thing like I noticed personally. Hey, St- Steven, I was going to ask you, did you, did you happen to catch the pre-show when, when impact went on break and you could kind of hit them, you know, the producers talking to, talking to, uh, to the on-screen talent about how they, about like they need to clear out and then um, telling Ace Austin that uh, like he should have stormed off uh, during his segment. Did you, did you happen to catch the pre-show? No, no, I didn't catch that actually. <laughs> yeah. That, that was a, that was a funny little moment. Impact had the hot mics going, man. They, they forgot to turn it off. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they, they, they haven't that. moved venue since March. You, you'd figure they'd yeah, right. have it down by now. <laughs> oh, well, but these things happen as, as happened with us tonight as well, but um, we're not getting money. Maybe that's time for, uh, do you remember when, do you remember when Impact did the thing? And this is a while back. Like it might have even been before Hogan and Bischoff, or maybe shortly thereafter. But when Impact would do the behind the scenes stuff, like the, the reaction show, that's what it was. Uh, when they do the show called Reaction, and it was basically like it's kind of real, but it's not. It's a shoot and it's a work and it's a work and it's a shoot. And then we were getting the real thoughts and emotions of these performers. Maybe that's what they were going for. Like, this is another level of reaction. This is where we, we're, we're telling the performers how they should have reacted in this situation. <laughs> I actually just, sorry, I know it's late, but I came off a call with my family earlier because it's my grandma's birthday. And my uncle finished the call, but turned off the video and kept talking. And we were <laughs> desperately calling them before he said something like, 
fuck, I can't believe I have to call those people or something like that. We're like, don't put your, stop talking, Bob, stop talking. And that that's kind of what impact can be at times, I guess. Uh, we go to another caller. We have Jake on the line. Uh, Jake, if you'd like to unmute yourself. Is this cousin Jake? It is it is Jake from the Windy City, I believe. Oh, Jake, okay. how are you doing? Ooh. I wish it was cousin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if there was cousin Jake, that would be an, that would be an amazing. Hey, how are you guys doing today? Can you hear me good? We yes, hear sir. you perfect. Yeah. Good. Uh, it's great. I, I gotta say, like, you know, paying this on Fight TV, um, you or actually on um uh, a really fun main event that exceeded my expectations, uh, both in terms of, like the in-ring finish and the finish. Um that actually had one champion pinning the other. Uh yeah, I, I overall uh, the uh, the main event put the show over the top and made it a thumb. It's definitely uh, a slight thumbs up for the pay per view uh, for me. Um, and I got to say, like you know, I, I go back to Striker as a play by play voice. Um, I, I'm not. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's the best outing from him, but um, I think him and D'Lo are still uh, are still working things out, and then uh, hopefully they'll <laughs> uh, they'll get to improve on that. But uh, overall, I, this is the first uh, impact. Uh, the, the first major impact event I've um, seen in like years. Uh, and uh, mm. it looks, you know, it's been uh, overall, I'm impressed overall. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. I think for most yeah. people, thank you, Jake. Um, Thanks. I think definitely that for me, the triple threat and the main event made this worth watching. And the, the commentary does add something to it. I think, especially in these empty arenas, you need a high energy mm. voice like a Matt Stryker or a, or a, a Moro, someone like that. I know they're not everyone's cup of tea, but mm -hmm. it, it's very hard watching these shows if it's a under-energized announce booth. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 I agree. Go ahead, Andrew. No, you go ahead. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, uh, like, I feel like Striker can be a little extra at times, and that's the way I phrase it. <laughs> uh, but, but I do feel like, you know, for their first outing on this big night, like we've been talking about, guys, like, yeah, there were some bumps here and there, but overall, I think the commentary was definitely a step up from what we've been getting. And to me, it should only get better because the more you do shows with somebody, the better your chemistry is. So I thought overall, like it was it was a solid first night for the two. Well, it was, it was. definitely better than it was definitely better than Madison Reigns. I'll just say that. So <laughs> he, he, he bur burying Madison Reigns on her way out, man. He Show some respect for, for future <laughs> impact Hall of Fame with Madison Rain. But 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 yeah, Davey, I, I was just gonna pick you back up when they said Love like it. the uh like like the same sentiments when they said like I think they needed that energy uh for the show tonight. Absolutely, one hundred percent. And finally, we go to Hansi. What's going on, uh, Davey? What's up, Andrew Thompson? Hey, Hansi, how are you? Nice to speak to you. We're we're pretty yeah. good. What's good? Yeah, well, I mean, How you doing? I mean, I, well, I mean, this is like uh, a great man. I, I like being in the live broadcast. You know, it's like like I, I like Pollock and Way, obviously, but this is like kind of uh, like I, I never I never get a chance to chat with you guys, so this is pretty cool. But I, I don't watch Impact as often. Like I keep it on the background, so I was going in without knowing much of the story. Like I, I feel confused every time I watch because I don't know if Sue Young is like Susie or whatever. Like there's always some confusion going on, or there's some weird stuff with Ethan Page going on. And then the, uh, I, I didn't know that Sammy Callahan and Eddie, 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 uh, uh, Edwards. 
Eddie Edwards were, were feuding again, but I, I like that match. And uh, I was expecting something newsworthy to happen after the main event. But I mean, listen, it was a, it was a good main event. It was probably a better showing than um, the previous pay-per-view. You know what I mean? It felt a little bit, I guess the only buzzworthy thing that came out of it was uh, uh, Zach, uh, Matt Cardona showing up, which was kind of cool, I guess. You know what I mean? So I, I, I enjoyed the show, but uh, I, I'm always confused by impact. You know what I mean? And I'll, I'll leave you guys with that. But thanks for having me on, though. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Hansi, about the thank you for your call. I, I'm with you about the kind of confusion. I think that's just something Impact does. They often overcomplicate things. And when it's when they just stick to straight wrestling, they they thrive. Um, but yeah, Susie, Sue Young, Susan, um, Ethan Page, all of that stuff is is very, very strange. Well, that brings us to an end. Uh Nate, uh any final thoughts, anything you'd like to plug before before we say goodbye? Until next time. Yeah, you know, again, uh, it's always good hanging out with the with the other side of the post family. I know sometimes, <laughs> you know, we get in, sometimes we get into disagreements and arguments and rumbles, if you will, Andrew, but but at the end of the rumbles. day, it's all family, you know. <laughs> you see it. At the end of the day, it's all family, man. So I appreciate uh, you for having me on, Davey. Uh, this is fun as always. Uh, Congratulations on, on Deep Impact. I feel like like we like there's a spiritual torch that's been passed from John and Wade and me and Brian and now to to you and, and your revolving crew of, of people that want to get on that ship, man. So I'm I'm, I'm uh looking forward to listening to that. Um to welcome anybody anytime. Wants to hear more I mean I, I might have some PTSD, so I'll 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 let a few people go first, but I need I need uh to, to get back and I need to ease my way back onto that highway. Of, of reviewing an, an episode of Impact. Uh, but if anybody wants to hear more from me uh, with uh, better audio, because see right now, this, this is my tribute. You, y'all thought I had bad internet. This is my tribute to Tommy Dreamer. I'm doing this old school on the phone. So if y'all want to hear more from me in various forms, you can check out the Kings of Sport, which is uh, my show with myself and Marcus Vandenberg from Yahoo Sports. Uh, check us out at uh, Patreon. We got a Patreon. Patreon.com backslash Kings of Sport. Five bucks gets y'all in the door. That's it. Five bucks. I know some of y'all got them stimulus checks burning a hole in your pocket, Andrew. Five dollars gets you in the door for the Kings of Sport <laughs> Patreon. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can check me out on Twitter at in the number eight M O Z A I K. And you'll find like links and, 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 tweets about all the other shows I do over, uh, across multiple platforms. Uh, but as it pertains to post, the last thing I'll promote is the Rocky Maivia picture show. We coming back. First episode of 2021 is going to be next week. And uh, we'll be talking about Fast and Furious 7. So we, we starting the year off with a bang, brothers. Uh, I, I guarantee I won't be invited back on until we got another kids movie coming up. I'm telling you. I see it. I see it. <laughs> I see it. I mean, look, I'm, I'm saving, I'm saving Jungle Cruise for you, Andrew. That's all you know. <laughs> oh, Nate, I'm telling you, I'm gonna get you back one of these days. <laughs> Nate, 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 take the reins, brother. Take the reins, baby. Well, uh, Nate, thank you very much. It's always a pleasure speaking to you. And it, it was curious your your choice of word, rumblings. Whether we should, <laughs> we should look into that a bit more or not. Mm, <laughs> interesting, but. Andrew, have you got anything sometimes, else? Like sometimes the word is just a word, Davey. Sometimes the word is just okay. a word. All right. Well, this is wrestling, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, Andrew, anything final you'd like to plug apart from obviously Deep Impact coming out this Tuesday? Any yes, interviews uh, up on the site? Yeah, look, ladies and gentlemen, I will be back with uh, Davey Portman uh, this Tuesday and uh, some, some some coming Tuesdays uh, in the future with, with this Deep Impact show. First of all, congratulations on that, brother. Well deserved. And uh, uh, I'm doing the news updates a couple times throughout the week. I'm going to be watching over the news on the site. No interviews this week, uh, but I will be putting some clips up from past interviews on my YouTube channel, kind of trying to expand in that department. And, uh, you know, you just catch me out on uh, and AD Thompson underscore underscore on Twitter, which Wei Ting hates. He hates the underscore underscore. He doesn't get it. But you know, that's okay. Because cause Wei is going over the top rope uh, on the 28th. Mm. Let, let, let that be known. Mm. And I'm just, I'm, I'm just going ahead and say it right now. On the 28th, I'm going the distance. Everybody just get out the way because I'm winning and I'm, I'm, I'm coming. Mm. So just be ready. And that's like, and Nate. Talk, talk Nate, that talk, nephew. Talk that talk. Nate, and I, I just, and, and Davey, you know what? I'm going to just say, I'm going to just say it right here, Davey. I know, I know my guy, Martin Bushby is on the pod. He's going to be in the rumble. He's officially announced. Martin, just, just jump out the ring, brother. Don't do it. Don't, 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 don't cause this riff, Martin. Don't do it. Don't, 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 don't make us have beef on this podcast. I want to keep Martin, you, you got two years left on this contract for Bushby Thompson's <laughs> wrestling adventure. And I can make life very difficult for you. Is that what I'm getting here? Davey, Davey, that, that, that may or may not be what I'm saying. So I'm going to let the, I'm going to let the, I'm going to let the people interpret that. But yeah, man, uh, all seriousness, go, go, go support them, them good brothers over there up next, man. They do a hell of a job with these video i mean these games uh creative as hell always a good time talking some trash man with them so yeah everybody go support them go support post man we we, we know everybody doing some good work well thank you very much absolutely support post support up next we've got a bunch of free shows coming out next week on the feed we've got deep impact on tuesday and we have our regular up next on Wednesday. You can catch all of these on Twitch as well, twitch.tv forward slash up next podcast. And should you wish for only $5, subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash up next. We've currently got a review of killer clowns from outer space is up there. We've got a review of Was Next. That's where we go back in time and look at old NXT. We're currently looking at the February 6th, 2013 edition of NXT, which sees the next round of the tag team tournament featuring the Wyatts, Oliver Gray and Adrian Neville, Leo Kruger and Cassius Ono and Bo Dallas, Michael McGillicuddy and Sasha Banks has a secret admirer. No one remembers this happening. So that's why you got us. February 6th, 2013, NXT. So many more shows. The Rumble game, our Rumble review, and our top five Rumble moments as well, as we'll be joined next week by Jason Hagholm to talk all about Royal Rumble 1995. This is all for five bucks if you sign up to patreon.com slash up next. But this has been a long show. It's time to call it a night. Thank you, brother Nate. Thank you, Brother Andrew. I'll talk to you both very, very soon. Take care. Be safe. Ahoy! This holiday, whether you're making a Kroger Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Kroger has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.